everybody, it's me Ross and welcome back to the another edition of the Kings of Anglia Fan Social. I am back after a week away. I feel a bit rusty and my laptop is alive at the moment. If you can see that background noise and hear that background noise, I'm very sorry. But we are going to talk all things town. Um, of course it was typical. I was away for a week and town signed two new players. Freddie Ledapo and Dominic Ball are now officially Blues players. Uh, today I'm joined by Davidson and a man you really much know. Um, a, a familiar face, a familiar voice in good old Bono, but the man making his debut is good old Callie. Welcome to the show, my friend. It's been a long time coming. We've had discussions, we've chatted outside ground, saying, oh, I'm going to get on a podcast at one point, but you are here with us. How are you, my friend? Like a kid at Christmas, man. I'm excited. I've got you, I've got Bono, I've got Christopher walking in the background. What more do we need? You know, it's good. And we're talking town and we've got two new signings. So, yeah, all good, friend. all good. Good, good, good. It's a, it's a pleasure to have you on. And, um, of course, the man that is joining us in this nice little threesome um, is good old Bono. How are you doing, my friend? Hello, good evening and welcome. I'm very well. I'm excited to have Callie with us. Welcome aboard. And, um, yeah, let's um, let's get cracking with uh, what we're going to discuss this week. Indeed. So um, let's just let's, let's just talk about it then. Two new players in the building. Let's start off with Freddie Ledapo. Of course, the boys, the main part of discussed this in depth already, but I want to get your guys' thoughts. I also want to have a little chat about it as well, because the sexy stuff, transfers, you love to hear about it, you love to talk about it. Let's go and talk about Freddie Ledapo first, a striker. That's the most sexiest of strikers. Um, you want that, that sort of transfer, you want that. Cali, um, Freddie Ledapo, free transfer, three-year deal. Um as one promotion from League One twice at Rotherham, um, of course, last season. Um, your thoughts on this one? That's no, a good signing. Um, if you look at his stats, he's got, uh, I think, it's about golden every two games or something. Um, I know there was a bit of a gap when Norwood left as a natural goal scorer and everything, and a few people were a bit worried about that. But you've got someone like the Dapo, who's done better numbers than Norwood, um, stays fit as well. Um, and he's 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 got that champion, that kind of winning mentality, I guess, because he's won. I know he's been relegated, but he's had promotions from this division as well. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he lines up, because if you look at the way he's played previously, it's been with, with a strike partner. Whether he can do that alone or whether, uh, you know, we'll have the kind of like, if you got like Chaplin as a 10 or someone who kind of drifts forward, you know, or McKenna may go two up top or whatever, we just don't know. Um, it'd be really interesting, but I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, I think it's a really good signing. It's got goals written in it. And from what I'm hearing from some of the Rotherham kind of fans, is like he's a player that gets in and around the box. A lot of his goals are all around in and around the box. How many times last season have we seen the ball coming in and just one blue shirt in the box or in the wrong place or whatever or with like five yards behind? So it, it's exciting. It's exciting. Good to hear, and um, my laptop is very excited. I'm sorry once again to <laughs> listeners on your runs or whatever you're doing. Sorry about that, um, but well said, my friend. Bon, over to you. Um, we've needed to sign a striker. We'll probably need another striker as well, but Freddie Ladapo, the first summer signing. Um, yeah, it's been now a week since he signed on the dotted line. Um, he actually handed in a transfer request at Rotherham. That's always a bit of a red flag sometimes, but he scored this level before. Your thoughts? I'm quite pleased, really. Uh, it looks like it, it looks like he's kind of going to be a replacement for both uh, Bon and Norwood. And I remember we've played against him a few times and he's always looked a bit of a, a handful. He's quite tall. He's quite strong. He's also quite skillful. Uh, and like you said, you, you mentioned the red flag um, thing before. 
Totally. Um, you know, when a player hands in a transfer request and tries to force uh, a move through, you kind of automatically kind of think, oh, he's a, he's a bit of a bad egg and, and such thing. But I've been re reading some stuff by uh, the local press up in Rotherham and um, they've got some really, really good coverage of their club, um, much like Ipswich have with our local press. And, you know, Paul Warren has come out and said that he... You know, he couldn't have trained any better and he couldn't have um, kind of held himself any better uh, around. You know, there was no moping. There was no kind of causing trouble or anything like that. So he, he certainly, you know, on the face of it, somebody that does push through a transfer request uh, in, in a winning team, you know, you do think, you know, are they maybe a bit of a, a, a bad egg? And I think he, he might have previous as well, particularly when you look at how many clubs he's had. You know, he's in his late 20s and I think we're going to be his 16th or 17th club. And, you know, you kind of think, mm, you know, is, is there, you know, a bit of an attitude problem there? Thankfully, there isn't. And when he was um, when he was interviewed by uh, by the club when he signed, um, he came across really well, really positive, really um, intelligent and articulate, which which we don't often see from footballers, do we? Um, so when you do get that. Um, and, you know, it's nice to kind of have your preconceptions about a player because of what you've read and what you've heard just completely kind of nullified as well. Um, and I've, I've also seen some stuff uh, about him and his style of play. Um, a typical Ipswich player, by the sounds of it, he can do he could do the good, the good things really, really well. And, um, you know, the easy stuff kind of messes it up. Uh, and I know we've kind of, there's been a bit of a viral highlight reel of a few things you know yeah. um hitting the post and hitting the bar and going sky high but it's his it's stats is you know get ready shakira fans because his stats don't lie um you know with a player like that in the team um you know I've, I've got a feeling he might be the number one choice you know will he take that number 10 shirt that's been vacated by Norse? we don't know um he clearly wants to be the wants to be the main man um, and you know what he said about um, Kieran McKenna um, it sounds like he he's going to be the type of guy that needs a bit of an arm around him and a bit of a well done every now and again so yeah I'm, I'm quite I'm quite excited about it really um, looks to be looks to be a decent signing so yeah roll on July or the pre-season June whenever whenever pre-season starts and yes, mate. And, um, yeah. Kelly, I was going to ask you more about Freddie Dapo. What, what did you sort of get out of the interview? You know, when you see club interviews, sometimes they're cliche answers, sometimes cliche questions. But I got a lot out of the interview, actually. And he just seems like a really good lad. And I think he probably just wants to now get settled. I know he's, I think he Absolutely. lives in Bromford, so he's probably wanting to come back south because, you know, living up in Yorkshire way, he's been there for a few years now. But I mean, he seems like a grounded man and um, he probably just wants to score goals again. Yeah, that's it. So he's from like, um, like you said, that area. It's all London to me. So yeah, he's from London, um, and he's moving back towards London, and he's playing close to a London club. Um, <laughs> but no, I think I like. Yeah, I like the interview. Bonner said it perfectly. Like he, he, he come across really well. Very disappointed in the sandwich choice. Um, to be honest, he should have gone for tuna. Um, or or bon I know Bono's here, but they've got some, you know, some great veg or a plowman's or something or or something like that, vegan or something. Sorry, Bono, he's giving me the evil look, <laughs> right? But yeah. I'm giving you a um, thumbs up. Thanks for, um, yeah, thanks for backing the, the, the nettles and the uh, sunflower seed choice. 
my wife's veggie mate so i'll be honest it's all about vegan because some of the ve- some of the veggie stuff is uh real good but we're going to digress in a minute we'll be talking about the plant at mcdonald's in a minute um but no um yeah come across really well is it come interesting point that we're saying about you know unsettled at other clubs maybe he just needs to be back closer to home maybe this this is the right move at the right time for him um and again like um like the scum manager a scum ex-player manager warren said um he trained really well so remember it's 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 kind of similar to Jackson, although Jackson didn't hand in a transfer request and stuff like that. He got his head down and trained and he come back and Jackson's come out and said that actually, since he's been at town, this has been the best manager that he's played for under McKenna. So maybe, you know, this could be the right manager for Ladapo as well. But yeah, he's got goals in him, exciting, um, very physical player as well. We might score some corners you know, a couple of headers. So I know, mind blown, right? So it, it could happen. We don't know, but it's it's exciting. And I wouldn't be, I, I think we'll see another striker coming in, but I wouldn't be opposed to him being the number one striker. Indeed, yeah, because he's proven at this level in League One before Rotherham. He scored, I think, 18 goals for Plymouth. And it's, so that, he's, yeah. it's having that winning mentality as well, being a winner, a champion, knowing what it takes to be there. And the more kind of winners and leaders we get in that dressing room, the better that's going to be. And the better that will influence your players like your, you know, your kind of strong players who haven't won won the leagues and stuff like that, like your your Burns or your Wolfie or your JDs or whatever. But they're strong players. That mentality can come, become infectious to them. And that's and, and you're seeing that already in, in the performances. I mean, Wes Burns, what a signing, right? Wolf and doing Rose from the Ashes. JD, come on, you know. These three have been absolutely amazing, and that's just on the back of this season with McKenna now pre-season, a bit more stronger personalities in the dressing room. You know, we hope. You know, dare we dream? You know. Yes, indeed. Um, and Bono, Kieran McKenna, it must be a massive draw for these players now. You know, with he's, you know, he's. I know he's still a young coach, but what he's done at Man United before Tottenham as well, and um, of course he's linking up with Dominic Ball. Let's talk about him then. He's a second summer signing. Um, you're talking about squad numbers, so um, you think Dapo will get number ten? Yeah, it's number ten at Rotherham. What are you giving Dominic for? He's a midfielder joining on a free transfer. He's dropping down another player that is dropped down from the championship, and I think he had championship offers as well. So for him to drop down to League One, Kieran McKenna, that pull again, but Dominic Ball, eh? Dominic Ball. I'll be completely honest. Um, I, I didn't really know much about him before he before he signed, and then when we did sign him, and again looked at the interviews um obviously you did you did ross a bit of an insight with um qpr and um, media as well that was really really good insight into him and he just he just sounds like what we what we need you know obviously we had like an option on backinson but this guy you know he's been a regular in the championship he's got that bite which alongside people like morsey and evans is going to be absolutely fantastic and um yeah, high energy, competitive, um, wants things done to a certain standard. I know Ladapo said the same thing. You know, he expects, we heard this from, from Morsey, haven't we, that he he wants people to be at a certain standard and he will drive them on to be to be that. Don Ball said exactly the same um, thing as well. Um, so yeah, it sounds like sounds like the perfect signing to get in that to get in that midfield because you know we've got the creativity already up top with our with our number 10s um and we just i think we needed that little bit of competitiveness as well i think morsey evans and and bull being our three kind of 
you know, three into two uh, in, in, in the centre mid. And yeah, again, we've got that mechanic connection as well because he played for him in the, in the youth team as well. Um, I think he's from roughly the same part of um, London. So, so that kind of, a kind of South Essex M25 corridor. So it's going to be straight up the A12 for him. So none of this ridiculous McGoldrick 17 hour commute and getting hamstrings because you're stuck on the A14 all day. Um, and, and, and yeah, his, and his, he, he really likes community engagement. Um, so yeah. And I know that Callie can now tell us all about his book. <laughs> well, yeah so i did i did order his book right and i thought okay it's going it goes to that charity as well and you know what this is really bad i can't remember what the charity was um but it's it's a charity close to them um and what was interesting in the kind of you know the acknowledgements part at the beginning he talked about who he'd like to thank and he talked about some coaches and in there was kieran mckenna's name because obviously he was his coach at tottenham um so he, he's, he's given thanks to him or whatever um, but yeah, the the book is about him and his pals uh, in the game and the, the kind of journey to it. So um, the, from the couple of the back page, the back back cover and the couple of pages I read at the beginning, it seems like a good read. But Mrs. has put it somewhere. I don't know where it is. And I was saying, I wanted to show you, but I don't know where it is. Um, yeah, so he looks, I think he looks like a possible upgrade on Evans. Um, but again, like like Bono says, I haven't really seen him play too much. Evans, I was fortunate enough, I'd seen him uh, play quite a bit when um, like Wolverhampton and stuff like that. Um, and to be honest, when he joined, he had a he, he had a you know he had a couple of good spells and stuff like that. But he didn't look the same Lee Evans that I knew, um, or that we'd known from the past or whatever in that Wigan team or that Wolves team or whatever. The problem I see with Evans at the moment is he's a bit injury prone um avail you need to be available you need to be in that squad so it's it's all right having saying okay we've got a great center midfielder here but if he's not available then you know what's the point there um i honestly think it's it's going to be a, a ball and morsey um hopefully obviously morsey stays but a ball and morsey situation in the middle um remember we've still got rakeem harper um and Rakeem Harper, and remember when Backinson signed, and I remember the write-up about it, and it, um, I think um, Andy or Stu did it in the paper and, and, and did like the profile on him. Um, and it was very similar to the profile of Rakeem Harper. Harper's a bit younger, um, and he's obviously our player. He's on the books already. So I'd be quite intrigued to see how he, he fares over pre-season under McKenna. Um, same with like your Carl Edwards and stuff like that as well. But um, I wouldn't be adverse, you know, if we got rid of Lee Evans and bought in Backinson and had Backinson and Rakeem as deputies, that could be a possibility. And then you got Morsey and um, uh, Ball as your starters. Um, it just means for people like Idris, maybe they can get into kind of a backup or they, you know, go on loan or, or, or maybe they need to be sold or whatever from there. Mm, interesting take that. Because, um, yeah, Backinson for me, at first, I thought, oh, this is not great. But he, he grew on me. He grew on me yeah. over games and games. Um, of course, he still at Bristol City. It probably doesn't have a future there because Nigel Pearson, yeah, well, we know what, what he said about him. Um, but, yeah, Lee Evans, yeah. I, I, rate, I love Lee Evans as a player. I think he, he can be a really top player. Definitely League One level. But as you said, injuries. A lot, mm. lot of injuries at the end of last season. Didn't play at the end of last season, did he? Because he was basically in the treatment table. Um, Bono, your thoughts on what Cully said there about... 
Dominic Ball, he would definitely partner up with Sam Moores. That'd be a fantastic partnership. That's maybe gives an opportunity for Morsey to drive forward a bit more. Um, you're gonna have two, you know, mean defenders who are not gonna wanting lose balls, and that's um perfect partnership. And hopefully Morsey does stay, as Callie said. Yeah, I kind of had this. Uh, I, I had a bit of a sinking feeling about Evans, to be honest. Um, I really like what I saw of him, and then kind of we had we had injuries. He he, he plays at a very very high. He's quite intense in everything he does, but he doesn't always get the right kind of output. Um, and yeah, that injury he got, I think, is a little bit more serious than potentially um, was let on. But yeah, we kind of now that kind of. Sam Moores has been given that kind of new role, you know, because we just thought he would just come here and sit and break up the play and ping it around and let everybody else kind of drive forward. Now that we're kind of playing to his strengths and we're just seeing, you know, the way he's playing is 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 not the Sam Morsey that we that we signed, is it? Um, and it's it's fantastic the way that he is is playing, and long may it continue. Um, but if if Ball is anything like how he's been described, then he just sounds like the perfect foil for him, really, doesn't it? Um, I think, yeah, I think um, with regards to Rakeem, the dream, um, I think if anybody's going to get a tune out of him, it's going to be our, our man, um, Kieran McKenna. Um, I think he needs a good pre-season. He obviously needs to get over the disappointment of um, that loan spell um, at Crewe. Uh, and obviously he kind of fell out of... I think he's hung out to dry a little bit. Um, obviously he started, and I remember him seeing him start our pre-season last year away away at Dartford and you know him and him and Evans in the middle that they looked all right you know they, they were never going to set the world on fire but this is a player that came with a lot of hype and he'd obviously been in the Premier League the year before um and yeah so he's got a bit of work to do I think sadly for Idi I think I think he might need to find pastures new he's very very similar to Ndaba in a way where kind of He's been on the verge for like, this is like the fourth or fifth season now where he's been on the verge of the first team. And I think at his age, I, I think, and the where and where we are as a club, we, we, it's not the kind of, it's not going to be a comfortable place for prospects. We're going to need people to kind of come in. Um, and I don't think we're going to be able to really carry anybody. So I think sadly, the likes of, uh, El Mazzuni and Dobra, I think they might have to go play elsewhere, whether it be on loan or or permanent, because you know they're at an age and a, and a stage of their development where they're not going to want to hang around and you know not be in the squad. Um, they're also also of an age where they're going to be overage players as well now. Um, so it's certainly going to be going to be very interesting. We've got a, certainly a, an, an interesting month ahead, haven't we? What with the release of fixtures um squad numbers kits pre-season friendlies um you know um squad regi regi squad registration which is easy for me to say um so yeah it's um the closed season isn't 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 always bad is it there's there's a lot of fantasy sorry to jump in bono the funny thing is the transfer window is not open yet and we've signed two players i know they're free transfers you can do that anytime but the thing we're getting the business done early in terms of two key positions yeah that's good good to see absolutely and i don't think i don't you know we're, we're not gonna see another summer ever again like like what we did last year were we you know i think i've seen a lot of people i don't know what your take is is, is on this is cal but you know 
four, maybe five in. I, I don't see, I don't see many more than that, to be honest. Yeah, I'm on that number as well. Uh, I think, I think maybe left back, uh, another striker, and then um, another maybe attacking midfielder or like a ten or eight. Um, I don't see any more. The only way that would happen is if, if we needed to say, I don't know, bring in another goalie if Fladke goes, or if. Um, but then again, just digressing slightly, if Fladke went. You know, you've got the the youth. You got the is it, is it Ames or something? I can't remember the um, Nick Hayes. Nick Hayes, yeah. that's it. Yeah. He's, he's I know he's just training or whatever at the beginning of each games or whatever. But he seems an okay shot stopper. Um, you know, how many games is he going to get? Really, is it worth maybe just giving that spot to a youngster um, and then obviously letting Ladkey go and continue his career because it, obviously for Ladkey's point of view. He's not going to displace Walton. You know, I don't know who's going to, you know, Walton is just, I know Burns gets all the plaudits and stuff, but Walton's been very much an unsung mm. hero over the last season. What a keeper. He'll get us 10, 15 points next season easily. And I think he got us about 10 points last season anyway. You know what? You, you, you're dead right. But, you know, just throwing a bit of a spanner in the works there. You mentioned Wesley Burns, our beautiful Welsh. Congratulations, Wes, if you're listening on your first cap for oh, yeah. Cymru. Um to throw a total spanner in the works, he he not only did he wear the number nine for the Welsh national team, he played at left back. And I don't know whether he, I, I I caught I caught some slash most of the game. And the way that guy sat on the left hand side and drifted in, you know, talking football manager, he's like an inverted wing back. He got the ball and he just went diagonally across. I thought, could he do that role for the mighty tractor boys of Ipswich Town? Well, hell yes, could he? Um, so do we need to go find a right back? You know, could JD now go play on that right-hand side and free up I, a centre-back berth for the likes of um, Undaba or, or Baggett, you know? So so the left-back the left back role might not actually be... I wouldn't move him, though, now. I, I, he's no, no. And also, I think, I think McKenna likes right-footed players on the right side, left-footed players on the left side. Also... We're forgetting KVY played left wing back at Colchester, and that's where we signed him from. He's a good. Um, if KVY finds his confidence, because I think after that Bolton game, his confidence was shot, mm. um, or whatever. And he, you know, players are players. You know, the humans at the end of the day, we all like it in our job. You take a you get knocked publicly like he did in front of how many twenty thousand or whatever. It's going to rock your confidence. But I thought fair play to him in a couple of games he's come in since, especially under McKenna. Don't forget, was it? Oxford, he started right wing back, and he set up Chappers for the goal. He comes back in, gets an assist. Um, so we know he's got an attacking threat, and we know he's good defensively. He'd be good cover. The only problem, the only reason I'd say he'd be good cover rather than a starter, is because again, it's injuries. It's about staying fit as well. He's a very good player. If he gets the confidence and gets the injuries, then you got a left wing back. Otherwise, he's he's cover. But to throw another spanner in the work, Bono. Carl Edwards. Yes. Oh, totally. I'd, I'd, every day of the week, I'd get the real Eduardo. Edward. As they call him in Germany, das real Eduardo. I'd get him in. <laughs> get him in. I don't care what side, because that boy is just pure spice, isn't he? And He's quality. Yeah. We're gonna, I think it's going to be a big year for him. But I'm, I'm much like Harper, actually. Um, but, you, you know, you just, you just wonder whether, you know, Kieran McKenna kind of sat there, 
you know, thinking about things. He's got like his tactics board on the kitchen wall at home in his like new house, which he's like moved to, settled in the area and stuff. And he's thinking, Kyle Edwards, left or right? Oh, I don't know. What, what do you reckon, Mrs. McKenna? You know, no, I'm <laughs> just being silly now, but hey, this is what it's about sometimes, to, right? To be a fly on the wall in the McKenna household. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> we should just, they, ask him, just ask him at a press conference one day. What's that? With, with Kyle, the thing, and I've been thinking about it for a long time, is because, yes, we can see why he does attacking. And, okay, he hasn't got the numbers for, if you just, this is the problem with stats. If you just look at stats, you think he's not a very good player in terms of going forward. But, actually, if you, I take you to the Wickham away game. I know people don't like the term pre-assists or whatever, but there was quite a few pre-assists that he, he laid on for people. He's done that in a few games, and he's a great attacking outlet. But the reason I say left wing back as well, because like Wesley on the right hand side, they're very good defenders as well. They can make they, they stand up very well. The early part of the season when he was on the left with Matt Penny, the reason Penny didn't get skinned as much as he should have was because Kyle was there helping out, sliding, you know, great slide tackling, standing his ground. I was impressed with him. So I think he's got that defensive bit in his locker and he's got the attacking. He's a he's an option. But then and then maybe, and then you got KVY who could kind of cover right or left. And then you got JD again, because remember, I know we don't want to remember it, but JD played left wing back at Charlton away, <laughs> or left back yeah. actually, wasn't it? Yeah. But less said about that. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to quickly jump in because I was actually going to ask both of you guys about. I wouldn't say the forgotten men, but Harper, Edwards, like those sort of players. You feel like they're here. They, they're quality players. You know, we signed. We were excited in the summer, and with Edwards, I think. This may be a weird thing to say, but maybe he peaked too soon with his town career because his debut against Burton, oh, it was unbelievable. He, he, he scored an absolute, could have scored an absolute well over goal, but it really bar. But that was an amazing debut. And that was pretty much, I think maybe got, we got us too excited. And then he just then, just unfortunately under Paul Kirk, then Kim McKenna already had his team sort of set up and he just didn't get into the team. But well, I have injury, was Injuries, he, had oh, yeah. a, he, he had the quad injury, so and I think yeah. um, McKenna said actually he was looking forward to working with him, but then you know, so I think he was a victim of Paul Cook, and I was a Cook fan right till the end or whatever. Um, but I think he was a victim of kind of Cook's rigid tactics as well. I think the players, uh, uh, there's a bit more freedom if you like under McKenna to express themselves, not they're still disciplined, they're not running around, uh, but the, those players that are creative, right. It's like, okay, you can go and create, you can do this. I I honestly think, you know, or I'm I'm hoping, you know, seeing like him and Rakeem under McKenna, who we've seen what he's done with Jackson. We've seen what, you know, he's getting the best out of Wolfie. Wolfie looks like a twenty million pound defender. He could could he could well be the next Adam Webster as an as an example, right? Um, you know, and then you've got, you know, okay, JD's come back, he's always been JD's always been a good player, he just didn't get his chance and Cookie gave him a chance, so credit to him for that, but he's carried on this role. I'm excited to see what could happen, but yeah, the forgotten men, it's about the pre-season, but then there's only 11 spaces on a, on a pitch, right? And then even with your kind of backups and all the rest of it, there are going to have to be some people that go, and I don't think for, for me, it'll be Rakeem or Lee Evans here, I don't think both of them will end up being here. Um, and then we may possibly bring in Backinson as well. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, because that midfield is well, it's <laughs> packed with a lot of players. Yeah. Is and yeah. and it, like Bono said about it, El Miz, like he's a good player. I do rate him, but 
is he good enough to be a starter or cover? He's not. I don't think he's better than some of the players ahead of him. So at the age he's at, another loan's not beneficial. So it's probably best for him to find a, and he will find a club. He can find a League One, League Two club or whatever. Um, and then you've got your kind of. Um, I've gone off on tangent now because talking about the youngsters. I know you said forgotten men, but this is how this is how the mind works. I go off on tangents as well. Um, you, you've got your defensive options as well because I think that's a very interesting area, um, particularly because I'm going to say something a bit wild here. Under McKenna in this uh, free at the back, I'm not sure Fridge is the strongest and I'm not sure, I'm not convinced. Like in a 4 4 2, Fridge is the best centre back we've got. I'll, I'll, I'll say that hands down. But on a free, he just looks uncomfortable. If you think about JD on the right-hand side, who gets forward and has got to have an attacking outlet, he kind of looks he looks like a defender trying to dribble, if, if you know what I mean. Like, it, it doesn't become natural to him. Um, I know he's made – he has made – and credit to him, I think he, he got a pre-assist or he got an assist a couple of times or whatever. Loving these um, pre-assists. <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a Sonny Luco fan as well, and he's the pre-assist king for us, all right? Um but no, I just I just think there's a couple of times where he just gets caught out a little. It doesn't and it, it doesn't seem natural to him. I don't think I wouldn't have Burgess there either. And I think Burgess would probably be if if it was me, I'd be getting rid of Burgess. Um, and then maybe it's a it's a choice between seeing how Indaba and Fridge play, and it's them two. And I know that sounds wild to say. Hold on, Indaba. Okay, he's had one good season at League Two, but Indaba played left back, centre back. He's quick. He's attacking as well, and he's a good defender. Um, he would be he'd be kind of my dark horse to kind of displace someone. Uh, Baggett, I think, needs a loan. I think he needs to go out play full season. Um, but yeah, I just don't I don't see it in a free. Or maybe that's just getting he was getting used to the tactics, and it, it takes him a bit of time. So maybe the preseason he'll come back and he'll be there. Because in the ideal world, yeah, you would have fridge there, but he just looks uncomfortable. I think of the Morecambe game, or I think of the Bolton. Bolton away game as well. Just silly mistakes that he didn't have before. He had none of these mistakes before. Bar, the, bar Bolton at home, where him, I think that him, Burgess and, and Walton had a, had a howler. But then, I don't know. It's just, I, I said it sounds wild. And maybe I shouldn't have said it. But yeah, it's there. I've, I've said it. It's out there now. It's, it's, it's in the podverse. What can we do? It's um it's off season you know debate and discussion you know we we need to find things to fill time so that's perfect opportunity now to Bono to to react to this wild thing but I, I agree with you Cali I think Emerson unfortunately before he got his injury he was underperforming you know a few mistakes in games wasn't the Jordan Emerson we know the fridge we know mm. um, and it was basically because we switched formations and you know he had a few good games here and there but Bono your thoughts on on that and, and Darba. It's make or break for him this season. He needs to play first team football at League One level now. I, I, I really rate him, but is he going to get in the team? I think McKenna will give him a chance. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think he will get a chance, but you know, there's a fair few people um, ahead of him in the queue. Um, I don't think Cam Burgess has ever let us down. You know, we signed him as a player that played on the left hand side of a back three. Um, He's versatile as well. Obviously, he is a little bit more agricultural, let's say, uh, than, uh, you know, somebody like uh, Janoy or, or Wolfenden. But, um, yeah, no, Cal makes a great point um, with regards to Edmondson. Um, 
you know, the way that he set himself up last season, the way he holds himself, you kind of think, you know, he's he's a, a multi-million pound player, potential future captain, um, you know, leader on and off the pitch, bit of a laugh of, as well, the karaoke and the, and the coffee club uh, antics and stuff like that. And then obviously he had a few um, errors. It happens. We're playing in the third division. These guys are human beings, you know, just like we are. Um, but did did we miss him? That's the important thing. Usually, with key players like like an Edmondson or a Morsey, for example, did we miss him? And I, I don't, you know, I heard a few murmurings that perhaps we didn't. Um, and and the players that did come in and and cover for him, you know, mainly Burgess, um, who I thought came in and did really well. Obviously, he was. I think he was the last outfield player not to be used by McKenna until he obviously did come on um, for for Edmondson. He, he, Edmondson actually twisted his ankle right in front of um, I was I was sat with Dan Bottom that day in the North Stand Low. I wasn't in my usual perch in the U2, and um, yeah, I've, 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 I did an injury like that when I was playing basketball at high school, and yeah, n not nice. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think we really missed him too much which i don't know you know you know what if somebody came in and obviously we've got ashton now he's a very very astute dealer you know they talk about developing players and bringing people through and selling them on for massive you know obscene amounts of profit and stuff like that somebody came in and kind of bid i don't know two three four five million for edmondson we'd probably we'd probably take it because i think not what you said Callie. i, I don't think He's a perfect fit for that left-hand side. Um, I think he could do the job that Wolfenden does in the middle, but Wolfenden's there. And, you know, I remember I, I took my dad. Um, my dad's a Leeds fan, so sorry, everybody, about that. That's not, not my choice, obviously. I took him to the the, the, the Wigan game at the end of last season. And um, just him looking, my dad looking up and seeing seeing a Genoi kind of on the edge of the Wigan area. And it's like, who's that 44? I thought he was playing centre-back. I was like, yeah, but that's what he does. He just goes, woo, <laughs> and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, it's it's certainly, you know, it, it's really, I know we've discussed midfield, but the, the centre-back thing is some competition and it's going to be a healthy competition as well. And when you look at how well Baggett did as well, um, obviously I know he's away with the Indonesian team and I love seeing pictures of him training with, an in, with the mm. Indonesian because he's literally about two feet taller than the rest of the squad. <laughs> I, think, I think he's brilliant. And, and again, he's another really intelligent, articulate, educated young man. Um, hearing him talk, I don't know whether you've heard him talk, but when he had, he's like, you know, he's almost like an army officer, the way that he talks and kind of commands, um, you know, his, his, his peripheral zone and, and that kind of thing. So, yeah, I think I can see one of them going. I can see one of the centre-backs going. Is it going to be Fridge? Is it going to be Burgess? Might it even be in Darby? You know, McKenna might sit and Darby down and say, "Sorry, son, your fifth choice." And then Darby, you know, he might he might say, "Well, that's it. I've had, that's, me, I've had me taste. I'm I'm off, mate." That's exactly it because it's it's gonna be down to unless we get a great bid for Fridge because I would keep Fridge unless there's a, a great bid there, right? But I would still keep him, and he probably is still there as your starter at the moment, but he's uncomfortable. Um, and then it's a case of, well, it's Burgess or Indaba. And for me, 
maybe it's because I've got my academy blue tinted glasses on or whatever, but I want to see Indaba progress. And if Burgess stays, Indaba doesn't progress. And another loan isn't beneficial to him. So, you know, it'd be a shame because he is a good player. But yeah, man, it'd be interesting to see what happens because maybe you play, but then but then who do you drop, drop JD and then maybe play Indaba right centre-back and fridge there? It's just... You can't it's, drop it's JD, can you? You can't drop JD at all. It, no, he's undroppable, man, at the moment. He's been quality. But it's just nice to hear talk about, oh, we've actually got decent players here. We're not talking about, you know, Jonathan Douglas and, and things like that. <laughs> you know, we, we're talking about some good quality players that, you know, we could actually sell for profit, not nominal fees. You know. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in quickly, and so, some of the listeners right now be thinking these guys are crazy. What are you talking about selling Emerson? Selling, but you know, I think I'd rather be in that position than sort of like looking at our squad and go. Oh, Can I just, say, I just say, Ross? Neither Cali or I have said we should sold sell anybody. We are just saying True. it's a possibility. <laughs> it's just it's crazy. It's just that conversations being made, but yeah, I know, I happens. know. Yeah. But but what a position we're in where we're saying, hey, we're actually fortunate where if we sell, you know, some of the jewels in the crown, which Evanson, you know, arguably is, it's not the end of the world. It's not it's not like emergency podcast time. We don't need to like talk about stuff like that. Um, so you know, so there you well, go. The thing, the thing I've been thinking of is that Kieran McKenna will want his own team as well. We want his own plays, his own boys and all that sort of stuff. He's got two already. There's some of these who are, were Paul Cook signings, of course. Mark Ashton as well. You know he, you know some of, some of these are also players he likes as well, and he's worked with before at different clubs. But um, Kieran McKenna may go, "You're a good player, but you don't fit my my role." Like like you know, there's certain players who have been released because he probably went, "Yeah, you're not going to fit my 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 football." So better off going somewhere else. So it is interesting. It's always good to. Had these sort of debates and discussions, so I'm um, always good. Um, I think we should have a nice little pause here. Bono, I saw you go to your bookshelf. I, have you got a, a book you want to bring up or something? No, I just I just remembered I bought I bought Dan Bottom's book, Ipswich Town on this day, available from all good um literary retailers. So I have I picked this up and I have a look at what happened on this day. I actually bought this on my birthday, and um, yeah, loads of things happened on that day. Yes. 6th of June. So I'm sure nothing happened much. Would you like to know what happened on the 6th of June? Would you? Is this a segue? Okay. So, okay. Friday the 6th of June, 2008. Reggie Lamb, the town academy midfielder then, won his fourth Bermudan cap as the hosts beat Barbados 2-1 in a friendly. So, there you go. Wow. Is that going to be on the questions later? <laughs> Ross is thinking, no. Damn it. Oh, no. Damn it. Damn that's, it. My, that's my tiebreaker gum. I love stuff really. like this. Well, well done, Dan. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well played. Um, okay, then, boys. It is time for the strike. It is Cali versus Bono. Who is going to win this week? Um, of course, if you haven't already, check out the Strike Invitational that's been going on on our YouTube channel. We've got to the semi-finals, the final four. They'll be going out very soon, so stay tuned for that. But, Cali, opportunity for you to make your debut on the strike, and you've got a you know, fierce competitor in Bono. How are you feeling? Oh, worried. Worried. There we go. I know Bono's, mate, he's got all the facts. He just casually pulled out a, oh, by the way, I've got this Ipswich Town book of facts that I <laughs> occasionally know about, right? So, yeah, 
he's going to tell me, you know, what happened at 7.37 on the 10th of June in 1954. Blimey. <laughs> I'm scared, mate. Nah, Bring it on, let's do it, let's do it. The questions are on our new signings, so it's sort of getting to know them a bit more and guessing that. So Bono C doesn't have a clue Dominic Ball is, so but he's done his research recently, so maybe he's been able to yeah, but we'll f- figure out. We've got four questions plus a tiebreaker if needed. Tiebreaker is on something different. Um, because this man celebrated his birthday recently, but I won't say his name just yet, just in case um it sort of spoils the fun. So question one is on this man, Freddie Ladapo, of course, just for Bring a picture of him. Look at him, all smiling, all happy. He's you know, so happy. The player be. that's happy to be here. He's so yeah. happy you, to be attractable, isn't he? Did you see when he was walk? They showed the footage of him walking around. I think with Marcus um, backstage, he was like, "Yeah, I like the stadium. It's really, you know." He was amazed by it. even talking about it in the interview. But yeah, sorry, we're digressing again. This is a problem when me and Bono are on the same show. No, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Get context. We've got to bring more context to this with Freddie Labdapo and stuff like that because Jerry. Um, He's a player. I think he's for the for the big occasions. I think he'll he'll love the big games, and hopefully, you can find that winning goal that we always struggle against the big teams or the teams we never win, who are in the top six and all that. But anyway, um, he's actually, if you didn't know this, he made a Premier League appearance. He's made one Premier League appearance, but for which club was it? West Ham, at Crystal Palace, or Watford? So I thought it's a little, nice little fact. So one Premier League appearance, but who for? It's a weird one because he was at Margate and he scored loads of goals for Margate and then a Premier League team, or maybe they were champ, and I think they were a Premier League team at the time, and they are still, um, he then signed for him. So from, I think, the conference self to then the Premier League, it's like a proper fairy tale story, but unfortunately he didn't play many games for this 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 team. But um, was it West Ham, Crystal Palace or Watford, boys? What do you reckon? I'm going to go Palace. I was thinking Watford, but then you said you gave something away there. I'm pulling you because you said it was a Premier League team, they still are, so I ain't Watford, right? But so I'm going with Palace, I think it was Palace, yeah. I was gonna say Palace as well, it is Palace. Um, yeah, I, I bulged up there, <laughs> but it's fine. West, you could have gone West Ham if you wanted to, you know, you never know. It's another London club, I, as you can see, I did all the London clubs because, yeah, I can't see him playing for you know Newcastle or whatever. Um, that sort of stuff. But anyway, question two is on Freddie Ladapo again. Um, I'll just bring up now a picture of him. Just here you go. With his arms crossed this time. Yeah. With the Ipswich, with the Ipswich uh, attire. I've noticed yeah. that all the signings have got some sort of like, oh yeah, remember the club shop's open. Buy, buy, buy. Yeah, buy, buy these shirts, buy these shirts. They fit really well on our players. Buy them yourself. <laughs> um, now, we've said that he scored in League One before. How many goals has he scored in 155 League One games? So this is including his spell at Plymouth. I think he had a few loan spells as well. Um, of course, started his career at Colchester, and I think he played a few games for Colchester. Um, fun fact, he didn't score for Colchester. So um, so there they, no goals there for you. So nice little help. I'm just going to quickly get up his other teams. So he's also played for Shrewsbury in League One. He also played for Oldham as well when he was on loan. I'm in League One. And then, yeah. So, how many goals do you reckon? 155 League One games have played in total so far. How many then? How many do you reckon? So, if you get to closest to the correct answer, gets the point. If you get it bang on, boys, you get two points. So, it's 1-1 one, one at the moment. What do you reckon, Cali? Well, he's smug, so he knows the answer, doesn't he? Um, so, I better go first. So, I'm going to say... Shit, man. I'm going to say, give me 67. Let's go 67. Go on, Bono. I, I don't, I don't know the answer, 
but in the words of Eddie Murphy, I'm going to go 58. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Um, now, neither of you got a bang on, but the closest is actually is you, Bono. It's um, 49 goals, actually. It's not as much as you think. Oh. Um, Still yeah. unbeated. So it's 2-1. But do not worry, Callie. We've got more questions now. This time it is on Dominic Ball. Uh, let's just put a picture of Dominic Ball up. There he is. The oldest-looking 26-year-old in the world. Yeah. Doesn't he look like if, if Chappers and Luke Shaw had a brother? Yeah. That's what he'd be. With Gary Lineker's ears. Yeah. See that. That's a, See that. That's, that's, that's a nice track top that he's got in. Yeah. Available now at Planet Blue. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But as you said, um, good age, 26. Good age as a, as a midfielder. Um, I didn't say that in the intro, Dominic Ball. Good age um, for a player. And he's only signed a two-year deal, though. So, but we won't get into that. Um, now... I love these sort of questions. I hope you do as well. Um, just to get to know him a bit more personally. Now, what is Dominic Ball's middle name? Is it Lee, John, or Martin? I don't know why. I like these sort of questions. Like, you know, what is this person's middle name? Blah, blah, Freddie Freddie Dapo, if you want to know. Although, I could oh, use it for a future got, question. I think he's, he's got an awesome Nigerian name, isn't he? Well, actually, his he's middle got... name is actually Frederick, isn't it? It's like, like he's... Like Freddie's not actually his first name. It's like he's all right. It's yeah. Anyway, name. I don't know. We'll, we'll uh, so have a conversation for another day. But um, doing it, Ball's middle name, Lee, John, or Martin? What do you reckon? I'm going with Lee. It's not Dom Sing, is it? Dominic. It's not Sing. No, that's the only middle names I know. Every Punjabi Sing. <laughs> so that's all I know. Single call, but no. Okay. So I'm saying it's Lee. Okay. Dominic. Martin Ball. It's got a nice little ring to it, isn't it? Well, sort of say, Kelly Bono is right. It is Martin. Oh. So it is 3 1. And um, question four it is multiple playing choice. We're playing for pride now. We're playing for yeah. pride now. Aren't we? Don't worry. We've got, we've got another question. Uh, another question on Dominic Ball. Um, and I've, I've got a picture of Dominic Ball. Another do picture of Dominic Ball. So I may as well just show it. You've got Porton Road in the background for this one. Again, he, doesn't he look happy? He does. He looks serious happy, if you know what I mean. Like, you know, he's he, he's mean business, but he's also, like, very happy inside. Like, in this picture, he's got a little bit of a smile, but it's more like, yeah, I'm signed. Um, yeah. Now, um, he had a loan spell with Rangers, but also spent time in Scotland with who? Uh, was it Aberdeen, Motherwell, or Dundee United? So he actually helped, of course, Rangers get promoted um, to the Premiership after you know their, their rise back up the, the top flight of Scotland. So Aberdeen, Motherwell or Dundee United, boys? What do you reckon? Of course, Callie, as you say, you are playing for pride, but can you get one back? I oh, don't even know. Um, I'm doing eeny, meeny, mo in my head. Hold on. Um, let's go Aberdeen. Let's go Aberdeen. And it will end up being Motherwell, won't it? But uh, Aberdeen, final answer. Aberdeen. Motherwell or Dundee United. Um, oh, Marcus Nash is going to come after you. He can, he can come after me. I'll spot him a mile away. Um, <laughs> I think Liam from Crew supports all of those teams as well, doesn't he, Ross? Yeah, he does. I'm only joking. I love you, Liam. Yeah. Um, Aberdeen. Aberdeen. It is Aberdeen. So it is 4-2. And Bono, you've done done well, my friend. You've got them all right, pretty much. Um, Can we play you every week? 
<laughs> but you know, because I said it first, and I'd get double points. Or yeah, is true. that how we're going to work? So you know, well, like... we do have a tiebreaker, Bono. The question is, as always, um, even though you've won four two, done really well, but are you going to gamble? But Kelly has to get it bang on, of course, the final question. God, <laughs> you gonna do it? Oh, he's talking to. He's, he's talking listening to his, to his voice. He's yeah. taking the advice. Let's gamble, baby. Let's oh, do it. Come on. Here we go. Well, the final question. I'm just going to quickly get up his age, actually, quickly. And that isn't the, that isn't the question. But um, this man celebrated his 66th birthday um, last week. Um, and it is a legendary man, of course, this Paris, George Burley. Um, now, he took charge of 410 games of town. But how many were wins? How many games did he win as town boss? 400. And town game. So yeah, Callis is, is a difficult one to get bang on. But if you get it bang on, my friend, boy, my days, you can you can you know ride on that for a very long time. You can start saying, oh, "I've got George Burley games wins ratio bang on." So um, four hundred ten games. How many games were wins? Already find the answer. Just to remember for myself. Uh, I haven't got. Oh, I thought I had the answer in the question there, but thankfully not. So I've done that before. That's if you say he went question. for like about, I don't know, 12, what's that? About 30%. So maybe 30, yeah. So let, let's let's go with about 100 and, nah, not 100. What am I saying? No, nah, it would be. He ain't got 50% ratio. So it ain't going to be 200. So I'm going to go with 151. 156, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I had a reaction. <laughs> Is it not higher or lower? Is it not higher or lower? We, uh, well, we one, could do it. 151. Let's go with that. 151. Okay. Bono, you, you can play as well. I know you, you've won, but I want to see if you can get bang on. That means you've two bang on. I want to see. Ultimate champion then. Yeah. 163. Neither of you got a bang on. Um, it's 185, so not too shabby. So That's his win really ratio That's is really good. I've done it. I've done him a disservice, man. And, oh, shit. Or you're probably thinking about the, you know, the Premier League, you know, second season when we did lose a lot of games. Um, you know, we you did. Go, oh, we lost a lot of games. Down a little bit. So, yeah. so I think his ratio must have been in the 50s when before that season. Um, because you know the amount of games we've won. I know we lost a few games in the second division as well at the time, and or first division, of course, and not second division. Ignore that. Um, first <laughs> division, uh, second division was in the nineties. Um, but yes, there we go, yeah. then, boys. It's been a great podcast, another great strike. But we have got more things to cover, of course. We're, we've nearly got to an hour, which I think is a perfect way to to end the podcast. But I want to quickly ask for any other business. Um, course the, the fixtures are out in a few weeks time um the question is what games are you looking forward to then boys Callie what are you looking forward to which away games which because you are based in the the black country yeah, so yeah, well um, I'm in Cov now anyway but yeah, yeah I'm always between Wolverhampton and Cov um so yeah all the Midlands games are great so Burton away last last year was easy Chel- even Cheltenham away was only about 50 minutes for me um of course we got Derby um, and then even like your your Yorkshire teams like Sheffield and stuff like that, and even your Wigan's in, in Lancashire, they're all right. They're not too bad. I think the furthest was Sunderland and Plymouth. I ain't got to do Sunderland again, um, but obviously Plymouth. Plymouth ain't that bad down there. Um, it's just a long ass drive. Exeter. And then, <laughs> oh shit, I forgot about that actually. Yeah. Um. 
I'm, yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry, my swears. But I've done so well not to swear as well for 50 minutes. Um, I'd, I'd like... So I'd like to go Port Vale. Um, just want to shout out Mal Benning. Um, so yeah. second, second cousin of mine as well, but also the first Punjabi to score at Wembley in Port Vale's um, 3-0 win the other week. Go as well. Yeah, Go. so he, he's good. he'll be there. So um, hoping they obviously got enough. Just that's, that's only up the road anyway. So that'll be a good fixture. Um, I've got a feeling I know who Bono wants, so I'm not going to say that club as well. Um but then, yeah, just to just any of the Midlands as well. Um, I just, yeah, probably Port. Let's go Port Vale. Final answer. Port Vale is the one I'm looking to go to. I think it's um, you know, it's a proper nice little ground as well, Port Vale. And, and I don't know if you saw, you know, Robbie Williams like unveiled their new shirt. Oh, brilliant! Was, like, performing there, that was fantastic. Like, well played for them to like go unveil this new kit of him wearing it like live on stage. Trouble is um, though, right? I mean, it was great that he did that. And I did see a few people say, oh, you know, our new kit, it's not out yet. And Ed Sheeran's doing a tour. Wouldn't it be nice? And you're thinking, mm, I don't think we would, that's not, I don't think no. that's like an Ipswich thing to do. And, and like, anyway, like the Port Vale kit, it's white. It's like white with a bit of black on it. It's, it doesn't exactly set the world alight, does it? But um, yeah, um, Plus, wouldn't it be annoying if Robbie Williams was associated with the club? Oh, man alive. <laughs> well, you yeah. won't let him entertain you. <laughs> no. And, uh, yeah, I'm not going to drop any more. Robbie Williams will take that based things. Um, who am I looking forward to seeing? Well, yeah, the team that the, the team on everybody's lips, um, Forex Green Rovers. Um, yeah. I think we'll be lucky to get an allocation of 600. But that's why you get the gold card, people. Um, that and an official coach. I think they're the only, I think they're the biggest club that's based in a village in the United Kingdom. So that's that's going to be another kind of like unique trip. And that'll be, that'll be one of those grounds that those people on social media that at the end of their bio, they've got so many numbers out of 92 like that that'll be the one I've of, done that on mine recently. No, don't, oh, <laughs> no, don't be that guy. Oh, delete sorry. It, away. That's a good thing. Um I think yeah, FGR, as I'm gonna call them. I do I've got a Forest Green Rovers pin badge, which I ordered from them when I bought some of their bamboo socks in the sale. Um, because they're they're black and they're and they're nice and they're a really ethical club and people take the piss out of plant-based stuff, but the way they do things, if you can upscale it, there's no reason why everybody can't do it in terms of sustainability and stuff. And I've I've got a fair bit of crap online about reusable yes. pints and coffee cups, but hey, you know, we evolve people. Um so yeah, FGR will be good. Um Derby. I've never been to Derby. That would be good. Um, generally, so you're not, you're not listening anything. Mark Heath, I don't like you saying that, but you know, originally I'm, I'm an East, I'm an East Midlands boy, even though kind of Lincolnshire uh, only... really, isn't, really isn't kind of technically East Midlands. Just, just Leicester and Nottingham. Leicester yeah. and Nottingham. The rest of the East Midlands is shit. There you go, everybody. Take it from someone in the Midlands that has to yeah. go across enemy lines, if you like. <laughs> so yeah. But yeah, okay. Ali Bisler, ever ever the diplomat there. Um, Derby Stadium's outlook on a it's it's outlook on a retail park. Oh, not another one. I hate those stadiums. You have got yeah. you have got like a subway and a KFC around there, but it's just yeah, it's it's a bit soulless. 
but they wow. have got their own Snapchat filter last time I was there. So there Really? You yeah. So if you use Snapchat, there you go. I'm looking forward to going back to Peterborough. Peterborough oh, United. I've, you know what? I've never been Peterborough. So no, I used, to, I, used, I used to work up there when I was um thin and interesting. Stadium, and um yeah, I think I won't don't I don't think I'll get the train because it will just be rammed. Oh. I think I'll just I think I'll just drive, park in park in Wharton Gold Hay or whatever and, and walk down. But yeah. Um and oh who else? Yeah, Port Vale. Like grounds like that that you know, if we've got any obviously we're ambitious there's going to be certain grounds that you know hopefully this will be the first and last time mm. that we kind of go to but I, I mean personally i'm looking to go to ones that i didn't do last year so yeah bring on i can't wait i'm getting really excited i know we've got all this nations league stuff and we've got i can't the, get behind that that's just glorified friendlies for me yeah yeah it's but, Tell me when the World Cup's on or the Euros or some proper qualifiers. I'd rather the qualifier games over this bloody Nations League glorified friendly. That the good thing is, though, everyone. the good thing, is, and, and and you're right. The, the good thing is about the Nations League is that it, because it's because it's the coefficients and people are seeded and stuff like that. You get some absolutely awesome ties. You know, Italy, Germany, and and things like that. I think uh, are England playing Italy? Are we playing Italy on Germany? Deutsche Mannschaft. That would be that would be good. Um, so yeah. And in other news, did you see Daniel Farker as the new Borussia Mönchengladbach? Oh man? god, I laughed at that. <laughs> I laughed at that. So we'll have to I see. I think he's a, I think he's a really good. I mean, I know we'll do like a Kings of Anglia Bono German football podcast, maybe one day <laughs> in the future, never ever. But um when I saw I was so torn, I was like, yes, but no, and <laughs> But it's where you're up. It's where you hurry up and get sacked. Get sacked yeah. quickly. That's it, what you want him to do. It's when you hear him talk and he's got this lovely voice and he sounds like that, and you just think, thank fuck you're not the Ipswich manager, yeah. It's just because <laughs> like there's oh, been some there's been some oh, I, there's been some awesome German managers. Like Klopp, for example, he comes on, he's speaking about the boys and Trent and stuff like that. But um, very good German accents, isn't yeah, really thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Get I'm Alex just having... on here. Get Alex Bell yeah, on here. Yeah, he yeah. kick ass with impressions. I'm, I'm having some bad flashbacks, though, of Paul Lambert talking about Germany a lot um, and stuff like that. So I think we should move on. I think we should definitely move on as quickly. Who are you looking forward to? Which stadiums are you looking forward to? Because you got to a little film, so which well, Kelly, one? Thank you so much. I never get. I never. I never get asked a question. I'm normally the one just. No, it's all feel bad, Kelly. Jesus. <laughs> Good. You should be asking yeah. him. How, how dare you guys? Oh, the man's out there. I get, I get asked no a few waterproofs, times, but... taking pictures, yeah. doing videos, sodden you know. jeans. Yeah. Always um, repping Adidas though. Big up Adidas. Got, like got to. Got to. Got to. Um, Port Vale is going to be a new ground for me, so I'm looking forward to just that crossing that off the list. Um, I, I'm looking forward to going to Plymouth again. I know Plymouth is such a far way, 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 but it's just nice. You know, Devon, nice little part of the world. Um, and I'm just hoping Charlton is going to be a Saturday, not a Tuesday night. Hope that is a Saturday because that's that's what we want a London game on a Saturday. That'll be the um, Boxing Day game. You heard it here first. Ooh, I, I don't mind that. Actually, still not a Saturday, is it? Even if Boxing Day is a Saturday, it's, but it's going to be. I mean, no trains. I don't like, <laughs> oh, I don't like no. London clubs. I don't like London clubs. I just don't like going to them because you can't park anywhere and I drive everywhere because yeah. 
it's just easier than trying to get a train down or whatever, right? So just parking's a nightmare as well. But I hate London. But that's no, that's another podcast for another day. Yes. Why men um, just hate the London? <laughs> but um, I'm just like Forest Green will be a new ground for all of us. Um, maybe a few who have done who do the ninety two and they do you know they go everywhere. They go to any random game just to kick it off. But I'm looking forward to that. Um, Bristol Rovers. I've never been oh, there yeah. either. Another one. Yeah, I've been there as well. That'd be a good long... game. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm naming every team now, pretty much. But um, no, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be an exciting season. Derby, as you mentioned, you know, I've, I've had some good experiences watching us play against Derby. We've won a few good games mm. there. Um, but yeah, looking forward to that, Cali. Home and away and all that sort of stuff. Um, we're now over an hour, but I'm happy to bring any of it business. Cali, it's been an unbelievable debut. Thank you very much for joining us. Any other business you want to add before we wrap up, my friend? Um. I just think, yeah, just let's keep a bit of positivity going around. I mean, I know, you know, league doesn't lie, but our, our season last year was a really a, a story. Two tales, um, one with Cook and one with McKenna. We've seen, and I think under McKenna's record, uh, by the end of it, was we'd ended up in the top six with that squad. You can only guess that the squad's going to get stronger, as we've seen. Um, Ladapo is obviously an upgrade on what we had, and Ball's possibly an upgrade as well, and then with future signings. So it'll be exciting to also have kind of our, our core players and our key players that are going to have a full pre-season. If you think of the likes of, you know, big uh, Sam Morsey, um, he joined on deadline day, didn't really get a pre-season. So keeping, um, having him having a full pre-season, you know, up in Loughborough down the road, that's only half an hour away. So it'd be good if they get a pre-season friendly there. Um, but yeah, and, you know, sorting a contract situation out with him. I know there's been um, interest from Wigan and a few other championship clubs. Um what I can say from Sam's point of view is he absolutely loves it, Ipswich. He loves the fans, he thinks. And it's one of those, if you speak to any of the lads, I'll always say, you don't realise how big Ipswich is until you actually get there. And that's the beauty of our club. It is like, and I can tell you, you as being in the Midlands, I'm living in Coventry now, but within 30 miles, I've got probably about 20 clubs, right? Whereas in Ipswich, you don't get that. It's one community that come there. That's, that's the reason we're in League One getting 25, 26,000. That's the reason we take eight, nine, ten thousand 10,000 everywhere we go, whatever, we sell out. Um, the, the support is phenomenal. But equally, Sam's only got two years left and I guess he settled in the area. He wants another year. Ashton, get you get your contract out. Just sign him up for another year or whatever. Guess, put that, put the, all the rumours to bed and then we, we can focus on building the rest of the team and build around our spine. You know, because I do genuinely believe this could be the season. Um, and I think if we keep the players, if we keep our players like your Morseys, your Burns, um, we go up as champions. And I'm saying that on the 6th of June 2022. And I know it sounds ludicrous because the squad's not even there, but I have faith. And now I'm not drunk or high or anything like that. Uh, I'm pers- perfectly sober. But um, yeah, I think, you know, if we keep, our current crop of players and make the right additions, which we seem to be doing so far, we go up as champions. And I'll be back on here at the end of the season to say, remember guys, remember we said that? We'll clip it up if it doesn't happen as well. Just to, <laughs> oh, you know, shit, go, yeah. Yeah, Sorry, mate. Sorry, it had to be done. Um, and before we go into Bono, um, Cali, I want to just talk about, I didn't know why I didn't do it as part of the intro, the, the shirt behind you. What a beautiful oh, yeah. shirt. The Morsey signed shirt, the worn shirt, isn't it? He wore that probably. Yeah, yeah. Stuff, so. so he wore a couple of games. He did, he did wash it for me first because he knew I was going to hang it. So I said, I Fair can't play. have your stinky pits in the uh, hanging up in the frame. But um, yeah, man. So uh, Sam's obviously from Wolverhampton. Um, uh, we've got some mutual friends that are really close. 
Um, and when I heard the possibility he was signing, I was trying to get, I was speaking to my mates and trying to get them to convince him, like, forget Murray, forget Murray, come down here. So I'm not saying I was influential on it, but you know, I'll take, I'll take it. But um, yeah, and like I said, we, you know, we we chat regular, we go out for dinner and all the rest of it, and he he's. He really likes it here. His missus is settled here. You know, he's got a daughter. I think she's young. She's going to be going to school soon, all the rest of it. It's one of those where a lot of players, when they go to Ipswich, when they go to Suffolk, they don't really want to leave. Um, and it is, you know, beautiful area because you've got, like, you got countryside one aspect. In 10, 15 minutes, you've got the hustle and bustle of a city or a town or something like that. And, you know, London's down the road or whatever. But he's a settled player. He enjoys it here. You know, we talked earlier about him possibly playing further forward, you know, as a kind of more of a box-to-box midfielder. We've seen with he's got goals and assists and probably, I think, the best goal-scoring form of his career has been so far now last season in terms of the amount of goals he's scored and assists. So, you know, he's enjoying his football. His stats speak for it. We just need to tie him up. And that's not being, being biased, saying, OK, this is my pal, whatever I'm saying. As an Ipswich fan, and I think most Ipswich fans will agree with me, we need to sign him up, keep him another year, sign him up, and hopefully, you know, he's here by the end of his contract. He takes us into Premier League. That's the plan. You never know. Wolves Clipped did it, right? Well. 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 The thing is, like your clubs, like Wolves, your Leicester's, your Sheffield United, you know, they they've all done it. And now we, oh, let me ask you this: Did you ever think, it, and ask you both, did you ever think you'd be in a position where, as Ipswich fans, we're seeing clubs get bought out left, right, centre, until? game changer come did you think that was going to happen to us or did you think we're just going to die with Evans or we're going to plunder along with Evans right yeah it was it was very much for me it was almost like a death a death by a thousand cuts you know we could still be you know like sliding mirrors kind of moment we could still be languishing in the in the championship um you know with with like a background sugar daddy that Evans was where he was just you know it sounds a bit weird calling Everton sugar daddy, doesn't it? Because he's not it like... It needed a reset, though. It's not like a pimp, is he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like 13 <laughs> years of, of damp and mould and rot and that kind of thing. I mean, like, Ashton talked about the state of the club when it was here and all the rest of it, and we know it was right from the inside out. But now we've seen our club get bought out. We've seen... Hell, we, we saw our owners on all the different pods and club channels and everything within a couple of months of taking over. It took how many years? Six years, five years before we had an interview from Evans, right? We've seen Mark Ashton. He loves it. He's at the game. You know, he's there all the time, right? He's in there with the fans. He talks with you all, right? You've got your community back. You've got a connection with the club back, I think, right? And a lot of that can be driven because it's after COVID. We're on a bit of a high of being into the stadiums and everything. But it does feel that, okay, that's happened. That's the first step. Why can't we say, okay, we are the team that are going to storm this league. We are the team that are going to go to the Premier League. Other teams have done it. There's a there's a blueprint there. And and let's be real, we've got some good players. We'll only buy keep buying better players as we progress higher up anyway. And you've got, you know, arguably one of the best young in coaches in England at the moment, right? He's, he's only going to get better as well. And you think about good managers, good quality managers, they start at a certain age. They're not necessarily the best footballers. Sir Alex wasn't the greatest footballer. Arsene Wenger, not the greatest. Klopp, not the greatest. Okay, Guardiola's an exception and Zidane's an exception or whatever. But the top, top players, I unfortunately don't think, I think once we go Premier League, 
I think after after McKenna takes us finishes just when we miss out on Champions League and we finish fifth again, after that I think McKenna's gonna go and he'll take the United job and 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 be back for United or whatever. But yeah, you clip that up as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry to say it's gonna happen. Yeah, but sixth of June, 2022. You never know what happened in the next five years. Hopefully, a lot of what you said will happen. You know, I think all of us, you know, a lot of the young listeners out there have not had much success watching Itcher Town, but they got their club back, community back, as you said. You know, the players are so likable as well. Some great characters in the squad. Um, and it's just it's just nice to talk positive stuff sometimes on this podcast. Of course, it, you know, I'm sure next season there's going to be some bad games, be ups and downs, everything in between, but I'm just looking forward to next season. Um, I know it's League One football again, um, but bring it on, Bono. Absolutely. And and before I go off on my little tangent, Ross, is there anything that you're kind of looking forward to next year? <laughs> uh what's that? Are you looking forward to it? He's trying to ask you the question now. Oh he's trying to he's trying to be good now. Any, isn't he? any other business, Ross Hall's? <laughs> um just um I'm just looking forward to what you've got to say, Bodo. So take it away, my friend. Oh top man. So yeah, just touching on what the what, what the Cowmeister General said. Um I actually I bumped into a bit, bit of a random thing. I was I was I was kind of in I was in Docklands in London and I was um there, there was a guy I sat next to and um he he dropped his um hoodie on the floor picked it up gave it to him and um he was watching some football I was like oh you're a football man and he was like yeah yeah I'm, a, I'm an Everton fan and he's like, oh I said oh I love a team in blue and he said oh who do you support I was like Ipswich and he said oh he's still doing well on, under Big Mick and I'm like mate it's not 2015 and he's like oh what is McCarthy gone so I gave him like a quick history lesson and he's like oh He's quite, he's quite well-spoken Everton fan. And he's like, oh, so you're in a third division. I was like, yeah, but I was like, I went on this like 10 minute like speech about how good everything is and how we've got these American, like these amazing American owners and how we've got this, the feel good factor and like the fact that we're going to get like those pints that fill up from the bottom at the bar and, and, and like massive scoreboards and, and cool pitch and like amazing kits and digital boards around the edge. And we've got Mark Ashton, who's like, the second coming of, of the Lord himself. And it's just, it was just, and he was like, yeah, but you still finished 11th. And I'm like, oh no, but my, oh, the positivity. And, and you know, I think there's a lot of us that are like, like kind of diplomatic envoys that, you know, you know, I so I work outside of Suffolk. And I think there's a lot of us all over the country, all over the world that we're just, we've almost been like reinvigorated. So we had, you know, we were kind of, almost like cryogenically put to sleep, weren't we, under our last kind of tenureship? And and because of because of COVID and the world opening up and you know, we're now we're kind of yeah, we're yeah, we're kind of spreading spreading the good word of um game changer twenty twenty and and stuff like that. But there's just you could literally have like a four part podcast with with Mike Bacon talking about all the good stuff about Ipswich Town and you know, Mike, Stu, Andy and Mark and, and Ross as well, just talking about like the good things that have changed. And if you think we've only, our new ownership has only been here, what, since April 2021? Mm-hmm. That's like, that's 14 months. That's what, nothing happens in 14 months. Nothing. You know, some players take longer to get over a, like a, an ACL injury. 
And our world has literally been turned upside down. And nobody, nobody predicted this at all. And when we first saw those stories coming out of The Athletic, um, sorry to quote another media company there, you can you can clip that. Um, when we saw it coming out, you just think, shit the bed, that ain't going to happen at all. We're going to end up being invested by some weird kind of flipping republic somewhere which would be my personally and ethically speaking it would be my worst nightmare but we we have literally struck gold and i really really hope not only for myself and the millions of ipswich fans all over planet earth and the wider galaxy um <laughs> because you know we are not alone and i i want to believe um i want it to work out for those guys as well in, in game changer because the way that they talk is just yeah one day one day somebody will pinch me and, and it all would have been a dream and we're kind of yeah none of it's happened but we got a ride that crest of a wave and and also I've, i keep saying this we are on we are in the presence of greatness when it comes to karen mckenna what a, what a, what a great guy long may he be at the uh at the helm of the good ship town and that's the last time i mention ship and Ipswich. Oh, yeah. I don't want to be in Ross's bad books. Ross, I'm at the 100 points, 100 goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, sir. I'm going to slap you in person. Callie's one and only appearance on the fan social. <laughs> no, he's been a, he's been a fantastic see... debut. Sorry, I, I just found that I did see someone tweet a picture of HMS Pistol League with the Dapo's face at the front. I'm gonna have to tag you in it, Ross. Uh, uh, oh sorry. dear, I'm, sorry. So, I'm just sat, you know, fourth season league one. I don't think we need to use it anymore. Um, going back to your previous question, Bono, about what I'm excited for. I'm actually excited for the dugouts. I'm looking for. I'm gonna go and sit in them. I'm just gonna go and sit in them. You know, I'm just gonna do it. I went there, so I went to Portman Road last week, and I I took my daughters down, and I wanted to have a look at the the work that's being done, and the the builders. They're on uh, a break. Um, probably not their first of the day. And I kind of say, you know, <laughs> when are you finishing up? And they're like, oh, you know, end of next week. So I think around about now. Yeah, I went to the shop and they've closed the upstairs bit of the mm. shop for, and I quote, essential maintenance. And I said, I said, look, you know, I won't tell anybody if you don't, but can I just sneak underneath that rope and just have a quick look? And the girl was like, uh, no, we're, 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 we're doing maintenance. And I'm like, but come on, just let me sneak upstairs and have a little teeny look. But you could see from the corner that there's like, I don't know whether they're going to be like those cool racing car Recaro seats. Obviously, other brands of Gucci dugout seats <laughs> are, are available. Um, but yeah, how cool is that? How, how cool is that going to look? Well, dugout's always been a joke, though. It's the same seats mm. we sit on in the stand. Yeah. It's a bus shower right exactly and you see and it's like it's embarrassing man it's like, like a when bus, I, 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 I a shelter and rugely well i come down with a, a couple of pals who they're not really switch fans have got involved but they've just come with me they're, and they're, even them are like hold up you meant to have money in your club right <laughs> like why have you got why am i catching a bus and i'm sitting in a bus shelter and it's better than a bloody <laughs> what we got in the dugout so yeah but yeah dugout man you have to do a selfie when you're there ross get a picture of it be like look i got here first yeah, I, I want to. I do a little review. Have the comfort if there's like you know cup holders, cup holders in there as well yeah. and all that sort of stuff and heat. Could they be heating oh. ones as well for the winter? 
Or massaging when the players have to come yeah, off, and you know, just yeah. on the quad or something like, like USB that. charging ports. I reckon yeah. there'll be some USB charging Inbuilt ports. Built TVs as well for you know McKenna to look for. Yeah. Yeah. He likes yeah. his iPad, doesn't he? So he does. Yeah. The data dashboard, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, exciting stuff. Those little things, they are little, but I think they're just upgrades to stadium. Even players when they come and see the stadium, I know it's massive, thirty thousand attendance and all that stuff. But those little touches, they just that just impresses me anyway. Just those mm. little tiny touches i'm just like oh little toy you'd play with and all that sort of stuff um but there we go then boys it's been an absolute wonderful evening chatting with you boys um any other business i know we've already done that i already covered that but i always like to ask any more cali it's been a great day for you final word my friend no just positivity man let's look forward to next season and um you know hopefully come into the season we'll be celebrating the promotion party as winners Indeed. I'll see you in Port Vale. See you in Port Vale. Um, before that, hopefully, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hopefully, yeah, definitely. Um, Bono, over to you, my friend. Final word? Final word. Um, no, just, just, just be kind and look after each other and everybody, I hope everybody's well and um, I'm looking forward to getting back down Fortress Portman Road and, yeah, um, kits, squad numbers, signings, um, digital um, advertising boards, underheated soil, roof being put on Portman Road. <laughs> not, not, the, not, the, not the Portman Dome. The Portman Dome, yeah, Portman Dome. <laughs> Brought to you by Budweiser. Um, but no, it's and McDonald's. Been, yeah, and McDaggies. Um, but um, yeah, no, it's it's been great. It's been a pleasure. It's been awesome having Callie with us. So thank you very much for joining us, buddy. Uh, we will have you back any day, I'm sure. And um, yeah, yeah. I think Ed Sheeran's going to be announcing like second leg of his tour, isn't he? What if we'll get, any, we'll get any, we'll get any um, Ed Sheeran gigs at Portman Road next, at the end of next season, before they rip the turf up and put in that new, what's that funny word that Mike O'Leary likes to say? Oh, you've lost me there. Oh, I can't remember. I've lost, mate. I forgot. I forgot. We've really gone off at a tangent now, haven't we? Yeah. Um, Manscaped.com. Use the code KOA to get 20% off. They're our proud sponsors and all that sort of stuff. Um, apparently, they've did got you, new boxer shorts and stuff. So, yeah. Did you bring up Manscaped because he was talking bollocks? Oh. <laughs> that wasn't the segue I was thinking of. But... That's Sorry, right. Bonner. Sorry, Sorry right. Bonner. All right. I'll put myself on that pedestal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> there we go um but no thanks everyone for listening it's been one hell of a podcast hope you've enjoyed uh, make sure to subscribe and follow us on kings of Anglia, all the socials youtube twitter facebook instagram and all that sort of stuff and we're back for many more podcasts and videos throughout the summer so stay tuned and who will be the third summer signing we shall wait and see bono cali it's been a pleasure speak to you soon Crime to football, Brexit to postal. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.
through Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.